Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Sometimes God's commands can weigh so heavy on us. But today, Pastor J.D. reminds us why we want commands from God and not just suggestions. It's because when He commands, He enables When God enables you, there's nothing that's beyond your strength. And when He's on your side, no one can stand against you. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on January 8, 2023. Now, Let me hasten to say, and you can actually find on YouTube and our website, a powerful testimony that we had about the power of a praying parent for a prodigal who came out of this lifestyle. And like the Apostle Paul to the Corinthian church says to them, he lists homosexuality and he says, as some of you were, translated, God loves the homosexual, and there is hope for the homosexual and the lesbian. That's not my intent to go any further in that regard, but I think it did need to be said. So for well nigh five years now, from back in 2019, and then particularly into 2020, up to the present time now in 2023, I've continued to genuinely and sincerely ask friends of mine, many of which are pastors, the following question. Is Trump friend or foe? I say genuinely and sincerely because personally in my own life and ministry, If Trump is friend, nothing makes sense. However, if Trump is foe, everything makes sense. Sadly, I've come to the conclusion that it's the latter. And if you'll hear me out, I'll explain why. The deal of the century that divides Jerusalem makes sense if he's foe. The Abraham Accords that are a precursor to the prophecy in Daniel 9.27, specifically concerning peace with many for a seven-year covenant. It makes sense if he's foe. The COVID lockdowns and ensuing Operation Warp Speed, which, by the way, in his own words, He's very vehement about not getting enough credit for being the father of the so-called vaccine. 
Operation Warp Speed. If he's friend, that makes no sense. If he's foe, oh, that makes sense. Doubtless you know that people are just dying left and right. If he's foe, it makes sense. And then lastly, the aforementioned declaration of support for homosexuals. It makes sense if he's foe. It does not make sense if he's friend. Speaking of friend or foe, I regrettably must also include one Benjamin Netanyahu in that category by virtue of his recent interview with Jordan Peterson. I have to confess that I was stunned to learn a portion of this interview was edited out, and I believe it was at about the 53-minute mark. I believe this because I spent a couple of hours researching it to find the censored portion that was presumably removed shortly after being published. I say presumably because thankfully there were several who recorded the entire video, including the part they later cut out and posted it on other platforms. One such platform was Rumble, and I converted the speech to text and created the following transcript in which Netanyahu admits to the devastating truth that Israel was, in effect, Pfizer's lab by using their DNA database for the deadly COVID death shots. Here is that portion of the interview, and I'm going to read it verbatim. Netanyahu. We came out of COVID first. I described that in my book. My conversations with Albert Borla of Pfizer, and I persuaded him to give tiny Israel then the necessary vaccines to get us out first from the COVID. And the reason I could do that is because we have a database, 98%, a medical database. 98% of our population has digitized medical records and a little card. And anywhere you go, in any hospital in Israel, north, south, doesn't make any difference, boom, punch it in, and you know everything about this patient for the last 20 years. I said, we'll use that to tell you whether these vaccines, what do they do to people? Not individual people, not with their individual identities, but statistically, what does it do to people with meningitis? What does it do to people with high blood pressure? What is it, you know, you want to know that? So Israel became, if you will, the lab for Pfizer. And that's how we did it. We got it out, and we gave the information to the world, not only and published in medical magazines and so on. That's our database we have. I intend to bring on that base database of medical personal medical records for the entire 
population, a genetic database, genomes, okay? Give me a saliva sample, volunteer, but I'm sure most people would do it. Maybe we'll pay them. Now, we have a genetic record on a medical record of a robust population. You have to have diversified populations. We have people from 100 lands. This is a very powerful engine. Now, let pharma companies, let medical companies, let them run algorithms on this database, okay? I'm telling you right away, they'll give preference for a few years to Israeli firms and then to the world, but you can create, you know, a biotechnological industry that is unheard of right now, unheard of unimagined even, and these are just examples. We can become, stave off Iran, become a light unto the nations, close quote. Oh, I see why they edited that out. For those of you who don't know, Jordan Peterson is a well-known intellectual, millions of subscribers on YouTube. Now, when I first saw this, I mean, I was like, no way, way. So I started researching it, vetting it for its authenticity. Because if this is authentic, then this is a game changer. And sure enough, I'm looking at the logo of the edited out portion on the bottom of the screen. I'm looking at what Netanyahu is wearing. I'm looking at the backdrop. And I went back and I watched it over and over again. I copied the transcript. I searched it. I read it over and over again. And I pinpointed again that 53-minute mark. And that's when they cut it out. And that's why they cut it out. How devastating is this? This is Israel. Well, I'll bring it to an end the way we began and simply say that this divine devastation can be the motivation for our final destination. Our final destination is heaven, eternity future. This is why for many years now we've been doing these weekly prophecy updates. It's also why we end with the gospel, the good news of salvation in the person of Jesus Christ. It's also why we do the ABCs of salvation, which is nothing more than a simple explanation of salvation. Well, what's the gospel? The gospel simply means good news. Your debt has been paid, you're free to go. That's what the word gospel means. What are the ABCs of salvation? Well, again, it's just a, and please don't make it a formula. It's just a way, a simple childlike way, something to equip you with, should God ever give you the profound privilege of sharing the gospel with someone, bringing someone into your path, you've got a track to run on, a template to use. The A is for admit or acknowledge that you are a sinner, because unless and until you do, why would you be interested in the Savior? Well, I'm a good person. I've never murdered anybody. Well, that's good. Have you ever hated someone? You're a murderer. How about that? 
Well, what are you talking about? Well, I didn't say it. Jesus said it. You're a sinner. And this is Romans 3.10. There's no one righteous. No one's good. You might be good, but you'll never be good enough. Not even one. Save one. Jesus the Christ. And here's why, Romans 3.23. All, (laughs) key word, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. By the way, that's what the word sin means. Falling short, missing the mark, missing the bullseye. Well, I've hit the bullseye before. Yeah, but you have to hit the bullseye every time. Well, I've missed it one time. You're a sinner. You missed the mark. You fell short. That's an archery term. We were all born sinners, which is why we must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, Romans 6.23, this is where it gets very interesting, because we've just been found guilty. We tried to plead not guilty. That didn't work out so well. We're guilty as charged. So now we've got to enter the sentencing phase. Well, what's the sentence? Well, it's the death sentence, for the wages of sin is death. But here's the good news. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now watch this. We've all been sentenced to death. Bad news. That's like really bad news, right? I mean, you've not just ruined my day. You've ruined my whole life, sentencing me to death. So here I am in the courtroom of the universe with the judge of eternity, and I've just been found guilty, and the judge says, I sentence you to death. Wow, this is bad. Yeah, it's really bad. But as they're about to carry you out and carry out the death sentence, in walks a man, no ordinary man. He's the God-man fully God, fully man. His name, the only name given among men, whereby we must be saved. His name is Jesus. He walks into that courtroom. He says, stop, hold everything. I'll die for him. I'm like, you will? Yeah. The judge looks at you and goes, oh, because he's a local judge, remember? (laughs) Good news, brah. (laughs) I better stop right there while I'm ahead. You're free to go. Your death penalty, your death sentence has been paid. This man is going to die in your stead. Good news. And whom the Son has set free is free indeed. That's the gospel, man. That's the A. Here's the B. Very central belief. It's actually not just as simple as ABC. It's as simple as B. Leave. (laughs) For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever would believe would not perish, but have everlasting life. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. Believe. Put your trust in Him. 
Believe in Him. And then what comes as a result of believing in Him? Calling upon Him. And that's the C. Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, Romans 10, 13 says that all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. It's that simple. It's that simple. That's the gospel. Jesus was crucified instead of us, for us, paying in full, purchasing the price of the gift that He offers us as eternal life. It's a gift. He paid for it. Cost him his life. He offers us the gift that he paid for. We are not our own. We are purchased by a price. And he paid in full that price. And it is finished. That's good news. And so I would implore you, (laughs) if you've never called upon the name of the Lord, put your trust in him, believed in him, Today, please, today is the day of salvation. Today, call on Him while He may be found. Today's Bug God testimony comes from Hurley, who writes, Dear J.D., today I wanted to give you my own Bug God testimony. It might not be considered much, but it truly shows how God opens doors and will put you where He wants you as long as you trust Him and follow Him where and when He asks you to. Even before the pandemic started, I was a worker at Target. Ever since the pandemic, though, I could see how much darker the world was getting being on the front line. Living my life where I was being bullied, intimidated, threatened into doing things that I didn't agree with, even after objecting to them whenever I was around people, didn't leave me in a good place. Especially when your workplace becomes hostile because of the people you have to interact with on a daily basis. In many people's eyes, it could easily be said that I let the fear of man rule my life, or at least my interactions with other Christians makes me think that I've been fighting a war all alone, being constantly beaten up, battered, left bloody and bleeding out. And it has required all the strength that God has given me just to stay living to this day. All this information is needed to understand the context of what God has done in my life. As everything was collapsing around me, and I was at my wit's end, and unsure if I could continue working at Target, I was given information that my local airport was needing officers with multiple different days needed to go through all the steps to get hired, and the varying schedules week by week, every single day that I needed to complete the task, I was given a day off, which only God could have done that. 
the fact that all these events happened after the pandemic is further a sign of God's doing as if I had found out and had been hired before the pandemic, then as an employee of the federal government, I'm fairly certain that I would have had to have been forced to either take the jab or be fired. I had already decided that if I was given that ultimatum, I would quit and trust in God to put me in a better place. If they could threaten people to take the jab by threatening their very livelihood, then they know they can take it even further when the mark comes around. And I wanted no part in showing the weakness that will be shown by others. Ever since I was hired on as an officer, I've been put in an environment where the Lord has been strengthening me and showing me how strong I can be without losing any part of me. He made me as I am. I know not exactly what He has planned for me, but with the strengthening He has been doing for me, I can say that He has put me in the spot He designed for me. This has been rather long-winded, but I felt led to give this testimony to show how God can have plans that you can't see, no matter what the pain, suffering, or tribulation. Can I just one, one last time add the word devastation? Someone is going through. And to always trust God in your heart No matter the actions one takes, he always knows what goes on in your heart. Praise the Lord. We'll close in prayer and close in song. Father in heaven, loving heavenly Father, our Father which art in heaven, your name is hallowed, revered. Lord, how is it that we can even begin to possibly express to you this side of glory, how grateful we are to you for what you did for us, the price you paid for us. Lord, maybe now it's not fully grasped, but that day is coming very soon when we'll realize, when we see you face to face, and we see all of our loved ones, oh, there's no words, Lord. There's no words. Lord, thank you for salvation as our final destination. We give you all the glory, all the praise, and all the honor, Lord. All the glory do your holy name, Jesus. And Jesus, lastly, please come quickly. Please come quickly. In Jesus' name, amen. We are so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. You've been listening to the latest prophecy update that Pastor J.D. has been sharing. And as always, it's fascinating to hear and learn 
about how the things going on in the world relate to things predicted in the Bible. If you're ever interested in finding out more about this ministry, head over to jdfarag.org. That's jdfarag.org to learn more. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to come check out our church family. At Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, we meet on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. There's a Calvary link at the bottom of our webpage, so look for it at jdfarag.org. That link will give you more info on service times, directions, and more. Also, on our website, you'll notice a tab at the top that says ABCs. This is a helpful tool if you're in need of understanding a more in-depth view of what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus. If you or any friends or family need some clarification, this should help clear some things up for you. Again, that website is jdfarag.org. Next time, you'll get to hear some more interesting things about current affairs and how they relate to what the Bible says to be true. The prophecies in the Bible were not just mentioned casually. Every prophecy written in the Bible will come to pass. So there's much to understand about what's to come. We look forward to that time with you and hope you'll join us then. Until then, may you be looking for wisdom from God in spirit and truth. 